Welcome to your life as a miracle with Micaeus. This is a, a conversation, an exploration that often ends in miraculous uh, developments, realizations, if you will. So thanks for letting me share these with you. Um, as I record this, I am sitting in my house. I am currently in a very hot bathtub with this like green looking swamp water that is to be very medicinal. <laughs> and um, something recently happened that occurred to me would be important to share. So I'm sitting here at home with Oh, what feels like the worst case of food poisoning. And I'm just like, why? So if you know anything about me, you would know that I have had food poisoning more times to count. More times than I can count. That's the expression. Good job. And um, as I was sitting on the toilet, not to get too graphic, seeing all of my life release out of me in a very dramatic way, I thought, oh my God, how can this be here again? How can this be an experience again? So again, if you know anything about me, you know that I take everything as a, a self-exploration. I believe that life is not... Um, just happenstance, but that we are always creating. And by taking 100% responsibility, we can begin to see patterns. Uh, we can begin to see where perhaps life is pointing us in the direction to love more, to be more open, to release patterning that no longer serves us. So my inquiry was, what the hell is this food poisoning? I am ready to heal it. So I did what um, any, <laughs> any boating, uh, budding <laughs> metaphys metaphysician would do. And um, I looked up Louis, Louis Hay. So if you don't know Louis Hay, she's this incredible human being who was um, trained in new thought and... Um, if that means something to you, cool. If it doesn't, perfect. And um, she had a really, really uh, just difficult childhood. And one would say that she overcame that childhood to go on and do really amazing things. One of them was heal herself of cancer. Um, and she really, you know, suffered a lot of abuse. A lot of abuse. And so when she got a little bit older, this cancer manifested in her life and she ended up healing herself of this cancer and going on to do this really powerful body of work where um, you can look online, search Lewis Hay, um, the ailment that ails you and figure out the emotional, mental, spiritual, uh, equivalent that is behind that that 
could be manifesting itself in the body. So I wholeheartedly believe there is a body, uh, mind, spirit connection. You see it when you get nervous and your palms sweat. You see it when you get scared and perhaps your stomach starts to churn or when you get embarrassed and your cheeks turn red. So there's this connection between the body um, and the thoughts, yeah? And, um, you know, any physician will tell you that it's, it's super important. It is imperative to be in a good mental state if you are to heal your body, that there is a connection between that. So it's not so weird, I think, what I'm about to talk about. So, um, as I was sitting with this, I will rewind to about um, maybe 12 hours the night before. I did a recent uh, podcast called uh, The Storm, Um, something about the storm. And... What I talked about in it was that there was a storm coming to my city. We were all waiting for it. We were all um, sort of anticipating it, feeling uneasy, and um, just sitting with that feeling. And um, so I sat waiting for the storm to come and waiting for uh, news from work, whether I would go in to teach my lessons for that day or not. And... A lot of time went by. Finally, an email came. And the email said something to the effect of, um, if you find it dangerous to get to work, then don't come. And um, if you can, we have children that need taking care of. So please come. And so I noticed my mind be like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? I am supposed to make up the decision myself. What if other teachers don't come? What if I'm the only one that comes? What if no children come and I sit there babysitting? We're not able to do anything. And I've gotten up and I've traveled and perhaps I'm trudging through treacherous winds and (laughs) waters. So I began to see my body get real worked up. Like, real angry. And I thought just have to go. I guess that's just it. I just have to go. And my partner was saying, yes, yes, it's okay because we got up and it, it appears to be not, um, not rainy right now. And I said, yeah, but I, I think the, the forecast is pushed. The trains are canceled. Um, the long distance trains are canceled. Some flights, not the metro subway system, um, public school kids, maybe staying home. So I was just in my head about this. Why, why was it not canceled? So I go to work and as um, generally thought, there were much less children who were basically told not, not to um, be there. And the same thing if it was dangerous for them and many of their parents' works told them, yeah, just don't come today. So um, a lot less children. And I sat watching my mind get really angry. Like, oh my God, what am I, what can I do with these kids that, um, 
you know, half of their classmates aren't there. Do I do a a lesson and move forward? Then they'll be but then the others will be behind, and that's not fair when <clears throat> maybe ten or twenty percent of my class is there. And I just noticed myself get madder and madder and madder. And I thought at one point, I I am so angry, I don't know what to do with this anger. I am going to make myself sick. I just don't want to be here. So I was in the story of this. I was in the drama of this. So I want to invite you to just notice the way that I described the, the circumstances, the situation. The important part here is not the content. It's not what my work did or didn't do. Because in fact, they said, do what you need to do, which was very kind. <clears throat> we were given room to be with that decision. And yet, I noticed that I looked for everyone around me to see what they were doing. And eventually, when I went and did the thing that I thought everyone else was doing, even though I had a full body, uh, no, I did not have a full body yes to going. I, I was up a lot of the night, just sort of like nervous about the storm, nervous about what the right thing was to do, nervous that it would be dangerous to work, and I just wanted somebody to tell me what to do. Map this onto your life. When do you want somebody to solve your issues? When do you make somebody else the villain? When do you make somebody else the villain to absolve yourself of responsibility? So I get home. And um, I'm like, my stomach is hurting. I, I need to go to sleep. I'm so just like sad and angry and all of it. And so eventually I go and take a nap and I wake up with the worst case of food poisoning, essentially. I'll spare you the details. It went, went on to get worse and like, you know, chills, body chills, all of it. Hence why I'm sitting in a bathtub right now. <laughs> and um, I was like, let's check out what, what Luis Hay has to say about the metaphysical um, interpretation of food poisoning. That's what came to my mind, food poisoning. And when I looked it up, I could not help but just laugh and think, oh my God, the universe has such a sense of humor. It was giving your power to others, feelings of helplessness. So I really want to preference with, first of all, this is exactly how I was feeling. I went to a meditation, uh, meditation course once and the teacher said, you know, um, your muscles, uh, your all of your muscles are, they run this beautiful system in your body and they're surrounding all of your organs. And when you are stressed or in a fight or flight mode, they are contracting around your organs and your organs cannot do the proper job that they need to do. So in that moment, I was like, dude, I have not, I am not allowing my body to take nutrients from this, from this food. I have sent myself into such a state of stress that this is the outcome. Like, I'm just sure of it. And I don't say this in an attempt to victim blame. I say this because I am 
highly curious about the happenings of life. And that's just what feels true for me. And I say this with the caveat of it's not ever about the content. It's always, always, if you get nothing else from this conversation with me splashing around on the top, <laughs> it's never about the content. It is always about the way that you deal and interact with your feelings and the situation. It is always about the way that you deal and interact with your feelings and the situation. I thought that needed to be said twice if you didn't get that. Um, I could have just as easily went to work and said, you know, I feel grateful that the kids that needed to stay home stayed home. I feel grateful that my train was safe, that nothing in the sense of destruction to my friends' homes, to my family has gone down in this circumstance. And I'm going to give myself of service to these little children today. And I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to spread some love around to those that have come. Wow. What dedication. Mm. As I say that, I notice my body instantly relax. Another thing I could have done was exercise my right to stay home. Um, knowing that I was more of a full body yes to that. But again, it's never about the thing that is outside of you that will solve the situation. It is about your feeling with it. There are Holocaust survivors that talk about achieving great peace in concentration camps, that do amazing work talking about how freedom is in your mind. Emancipation is in your mind. How's the Bob Marley quote? quote Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Let those words be so true to you so you do not have to sit on the toilet shitting your brains out. <laughs> what would it look like to learn lessons in a way that is gentle? Often, you... I have very little choice. Um, I mean, we always have choice, but imagine you go to work, you do the things, there are things that happen that you think, I don't want to do that. We can be in huge resistance over it. Or we can go through the motions, we can bring some peace in, some love in, and uh, knowing that this is not a desire that I have. How can I change it? Instead of worrying Worrying does nothing. It does nothing for a situation. Like, it, it doesn't solve. It is one of the biggest myths that you worrying more somehow magically will solve a situation faster. No. Attention will solve it. Intention. Worrying just blocks you up. It makes us make stupid mistakes. It makes us think irrationally. And um, I just think there's a better way that we can live. I really thank you for listening to my hopefully mostly enlightened ramblings of the day.
I am so grateful for you. I invite you to like this, um, to share it on Facebook, on Instagram, on all the things. You can listen to it on Anchor. Uh, you can listen to it on Apple. What do we call it? Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that's it. Get with the times. <laughs> and, um, yeah. On Instagram, it's Micaeus underscore Arana. I look forward to seeing you again. Healthy. Namaste. Namaste.